The sky is a dismal gray when I finally go to remove my son's car seat. It's raining, a cold autumn rain that feels both cliché and appropriate for a moment I've spent more than three months avoiding. I stand by my Prius, peering through the rear window at the empty booster seat, wondering for the hundredth time about the thin coating of mystery grit Keegan always left behind. And then I do it. I don't give myself time to think, just proceed, quickly and efficiently. Loosen the straps, dig into the cushions of the back seat and unhook the metal latches. One tug and the car seat lands with a thunk on my driveway. They never end. All these little ways you have to say goodbye. I turn my face toward the drizzle. The summer has gone, slipped away without my noticing it, and somehow October is here, flaunting her furious reds and yellows. Squinting, I take in the houses of my neighborhood, their wholesome front yards, trim lawns, beds of waterlogged chrysanthemums, a couple pumpkins on doorsteps, and leaves, of course, everywhere, blazing and brilliant, melting into the slick streets, clogging gutters. I put my hand to my pocket, feel my keys and wallet. Blink. Try to remember what I'm doing, where I plan to go. Try not to think about the car seat lying behind me in the driveway. I inhale deeply, wet earth and decaying leaves. It's Sunday, I remind myself. I'm going to see Grandma. I climb into the driver's seat and turn on the car, but it all feels wrong. I give myself a minute, wait to see if the anxiety will pass, before conceding that I've lost this battle. I can't drive around town with that gaping void in the back seat. Not today. Baby steps. One thing at a time. I exit the car abruptly and head to the garage. Find my bike. It's Sunday, and I am going to see Grandma. I will stick to the plan. I will hold it together. Breathe, I tell myself. Breathe. Good God, Charlotte, you are soaking. Standing in the doorway of her modest apartment, my grandmother looks uncharacteristically rattled. I biked. Once Grandma would have been impatient with my running around in the rain, inviting sickness. But life is no longer ordinary. My grandmother's granite eyes register concern, compassion even, as her gnarled hand waves me inside. I step into the foyer, dripping. Wet strings of hair cling to my forehead and neck. Grandma peels off my jacket without comment. I can feel her, watching, assessing, setting aside her own sadness to make space for mine. It's a look I first saw when I was 14, back when my father died and she took me in. A look that has made an unfortunate resurgence in recent months. There's a bathrobe somewhere, Grandma says. Want a drink? Something hot? We are not a demonstrative pair. We are stoic New Englanders who maintain what my ex-husband sarcastically termed the proper Yankee distance. Feelings in the Cates family are more private than politics or religion. Hot tea, a mug of cocoa, 
This is the kind of warmth my grandmother has to offer. I'm okay, Grandma. I just want to sit down. To describe myself as okay is, of course, a brazen lie. My face tells the story. Cracked lips, eyelids puffy from sudden crying spells, skin pale and sickly after a summer spent hidden from the sun. It's obvious that I am not okay, but Grandma says nothing. She puts a hand on my shoulder and gently ushers me into the living room. I assume my usual post on the creaky old rocker while she arranges herself in a high-backed wooden chair. My grandmother was a beautiful woman in her day, and though she's lost most of her vanity with age, pride in her good posture has endured.